Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I am one of your other two hosts, Abraham Lincoln, 16th president of these United States. Abe, how was your week? My week was very good. How was your week? It was good. Um, pretty, pretty chill week. Oh, wow. We're going to elaborate. Like, this why? A- no, hold on. Let me speak, because you spoke. Like, why ask? Just formalities, pleasantries, greetings. Here's what I was going to say. Last week we had, you know, some guests. We had a great time. A guest, I should say. Uh, Richard Nixon came on and he talked about... Um, Love Island. Love, Yeah, primarily the British dating show Love Island. Um, a little bit about Star Wars because of, you know, you getting into it at the end. Yeah, I talked about Star Wars. And, and we also covered uh, some impeachment stuff, which was great. I was glad we got to that. Yeah, that's good. He, if he's our guest, we should probably talk it's about... probably the most pertinent thing to talk about. Love Island and then impeachment stuff in that order. So if you couldn't tell from the context, this is a political podcast strictly so. Yes, yeah. Very serious one. So in line with Slate's political gab fest. Face the nation. 538. Uh, Shields and Brooks. Shields and Brooks? Shields and Brooks is the PBS NewsHour segment. Um... Like, every Friday, they have uh, Mark Shields and... What's his name? Brooks. To me, it sounds like a detective procedural Shields on TNT. <laughs> or perhaps FX. Yeah, I could see that. But FX is not really greenlighting as many original shows, I don't feel like. FX isn't? Not as many, no. Remember when FX was, like, the place for comedy? They had a moment, yeah. Yeah, with the Louie stuff. Louie and Baskets and then... Um, a man seeking woman. That weird thing where Frodo had a dog that talked to him. Oh, you remember yes. that? I I remember seeing that. Usually, yeah. I'm the one who calls the actors by their other role names. <laughs> Abe, we're talking about a couple of. I guess you'd call them like um, social issues this week. It's just us. We're yes. boys again. Just two the boys. Two of us. Little little news catch up. Uh, Abe, is it okay for people to be friends with George W. Bush? Well, in my estimation, I see how he's no different than any other politician in this day and age. Uh huh. I mean, back in my day, I was one to try to reach across any divides. And uh, oh, a skeptical face for Timothy <laughs> Robert Dunn for those of you who can't see this at home. I mean, within you know the loyalists. What do you mean within the loyalists? What are you talking about? No, I was very forgiving. I it, just think about uh, what uh, I had. You've surely read some of my plans for reconstruction, how I was willing to let the South back into the Union without sure. penalty. I didn't prosecute any of the generals for treason. Yeah, I didn't I mean, want to hang anybody. journalists in jail. But that's but. not about reaching across the divide. I'm talking about people. My second vice president was a Democrat, Andrew uh-huh. Johnson. We formed a new ticket, the National Union Party. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he was completely different than me in every respect. I guess it's just kind of weird to think about reaching across the oil in our nation's most turbulent time which was your period of course yes yeah but i get what you're saying you you worked with people who you disagreed with you had uh, a team of rivals i had a team of rivals why are you you laughing you looked so condescending when you nodded and said that you were like yeah dude i know you read that somewhere (laughs) this is great you and i are just gonna narrate to the folks at home our our facial expressions facial expressions um so Ellen DeGeneres goes to uh, what was it? Was it a Redskins game? I it was a Cowboys game. You guys still use that term? I think we do. I you I would have to Texas maybe not. I I don't watch football. Wow, not even <laughs> I would say that. 
But I'm saying that. I mean, was, back in my day, even that's like when you were kind of pejorative. That's like if you isn't know the Chiefs is bad though. The Chiefs, yeah. Like that just sounds like a bunch of Native American leaders. And frankly, let's be honest, I called them Indians in my time. Yeah, Native Americans is a new term, but frankly, it's pretty apt. Indians is, you know. Let's go back. It was a Cowboys game. Uh, Are you just saying that because now I, I called you on it? I know that it's... it's, No, I think it was a Cowboys game. I don't Uh, want to just kowtow to all the people out there making us be as politically correct as possible. Okay, all right. They think that, you know... Triggered. Right, we won't be satisfied by any number of concessions. We're going to call this podcast Triggered from now on. Got to self-flagellate. Yeah. Um, So, Ellen... uh, uh, Triggered with Tim and Abe. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, What, we can't say? We can't say that? That's just what the world needs right now, like a white guy podcast called Triggered. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, friends with the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, went, so watched the game in the booth with uh, her wife, Portia de Rossi from Arrested Development. <laughs> not, okay, not, t- pertinent to, not pertinent to the story at all. Timothy, I just want to pause for a second. Okay. I don't get enough credit for adjusting to modernity <laughs> as well as I have. Because if you were to say that sentence again uh-huh. to any other person from the <laughs> mid-19th century, their heads would explode. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> with, with her wife. With her wife. Portia de Rossi. From Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> went to a Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys. To me, that how do you own the Cowboys? The Cowboys don't even own the land. So then... Uh, Ellen is caught on camera, kind of yucking it up with former President George W. Bush. Uh, They're having a seemingly nice, polite conversation, and uh, the internet really has a problem with it. I'm, um, I think I'm torn on this one. I I feel like two people at a social event should be able to have a conversation, and it should not be a huge fucking deal. At the same time, I understand who people who look up to uh, uh, Ellen DeGeneres as like a gay icon have an issue with her hanging out with a guy who proposed a amendment to the Constitution to make a marriage between a man and a woman. I get that. I don't know what the answer is. Abe, th- this I, is where you give us the answer. Yeah, the other straight white guy in the room will give the answer <laughs> that everyone needs to hear. I guess if you were to put it in terms of, um, if I were to see some, like, I, let me just try to put it into my context. Yeah. Okay, let's say instead of a football game, well, they would probably be at the Battle of Bull Run, uh-huh. and there was uh, Frederick Douglass was there, and he was like, oh, there's my old slave master. I, I'll sit over by him. That and, seems like a harsh comparison, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, because Frederick Douglass wasn't known for his like fun dances or voiceover work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her stand-up specials, his but stand-up maybe, specials. But maybe that is, maybe that's the closest I can get. I don't know, but then that's, that, there's... Slavery was literally the most sure. reprehensible right. institution ever created by man. We basically were the last place in the entire world, I think except for Brazil, to have outlawed it. Isn't that a... Is that right? I think so. Oh, that's a I bummer. Think, I, but we're not counting, um, you know, the kind of uh, human trafficking and sex slavery yeah, that goes on. Yeah, you really on. dismissively mentioned that. Like, yeah, it doesn't really count as much. No, what I'm saying is... I mean, these people complain about human trafficking. What I'm saying they is... They should have seen uh, what it was like get scooped up at the slave trade what i'm saying is slavery is still alive and well unfortunately just kind of off the books okay but i'm talking about like on the books yes okay yes like um uh uh this is great i love being able to talk about this little war because honestly most of the time i have to talk about whatever 
crap you want to talk about. You talk so much about FX movies. You talk, For years you did this you, with me. Yeah, okay. Well, you, you haven't let me discuss uh, Civil War strategy. Okay, so the, the South had no strategy. I would to, love to talk about Civil War strategy. All right, well, then, here, the, the South had no strategy to win the war. They were just kind of going to hold out and try to inflict as much damage as possible and hope that some other uh, foreign country would come to their aid, much like how America won its independence from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Now, the only problem was is that no one in Europe was going to come into the South's defense because they weren't exactly yeah, they going wanted, to help. they didn't want to get involved. Yeah. Wait, no, they didn't want to be seen as the champions of of slave labor. Oh, sure. But also, there's no winning if you get involved with that war. Well, uh, no. I mean, you would think they would win if, you know, liberty prevailed. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, no one was really interested in seeing, you know, democracy triumph for the most part because mm-hmm. uh, most places weren't as, um, as uh, liberal in that sense of the word. Anyway, I guess what we're saying is we don't know. Napoleon III arranged for a takeover of the Mexican government. And he installed some random arch uh, duke from Austria as the leader of Germany for we a while. We don't know what he to do if you're 60, hanging out with George W. Bush. French if you're at a party with George W. Bush, I don't know. <sighs> Wait a second. Napoleon III and George W. Bush seem somewhat similar. I mean, okay, Napoleon III shipped 60,000 French soldiers to Mexico to have uh-huh. some occupying force to try to instill some regime change. Uh-huh. And then they, um, the Mexicans uh, rose up. And um, executed that archbishop, the archduke, and um, yeah. Anyway, okay. So I guess, but there was no like Mexican ISIS. I guess it's falling apart. I should workshop these ahead. of you time. You workshop this ahead of time. Next time we'll talk about civil war strategy. Anyway, but perhaps she's doing more good this way because later George W. Bush will go back and be like, "I have fun with that Ellen." Right. I yeah. I don't know. She made a funny little goof video. I don't Maybe know what I to was wrong to condemn her and her wife, Portia de Rossi from well, Arrested Development. Yeah. Yeah. Man, the Netflix revival isn't that good, huh? The original series is think great I, though. Yeah, we'll just do the George W. Bush impression. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think that seasons one and three were probably the best ones. It really started to find its voice in season two. You know? I did not care for the Ben Stiller cameo, <laughs> though I'm a big fan of Dodgeball. Does Job's work with that puppet, is that going to hold up nowadays? I don't know. I do not know. Michael Sarah was very charming and perhaps the breakout star of the first season. Easily However, the best uh, incest-related comedy plot in a sitcom. But it seems as if... He just has the one note to play, and then his act grew tiresome over the seasons. Abe, why don't you tell me about what China's up to? David Cross was an absolute <laughs> David stud. Cross's work may also not hold up nowadays. Oh, that is true. And neither <laughs> will my policies hold up nowadays, for it seems as if there was a regime change in America itself against the conservative, <sighs> compassionate values I tried to espouse. And but now, I Think You Should Leave is a great modern sketch comedy show. I like that hot dog sketch <laughs> when he calls the cops pieces of dog crap. This is now podcast. This is a great, people. this is a new segment for us. Yeah. Two George Bushes talking about comedy. <laughs> no, I think it's two George Bushes talking about Netflix. <laughs> I like to have it on when I'm painting. Just some background noise. I don't get why people dropped off of uh, West Wing after season four. I mean, yeah, Sorkin wasn't ratting, but, you know, Jimmy Smith's is great. Yeah, I also wanted to say Grace and Frankie does not get the credit it deserves. I did not know Sam Watterson had that range in him. What am I supposed to do with the next season of Stranger Things? Like, is the guy dead or not? I do not know where that show is going to pick up or go. (laughs) 
<laughs> Abe, what's going on with China? Well, um, first off, I think the best thing we can do right now is to make sure that we are respectful of all sides. Uh-huh. And that we recognize that there's a lot out there that we don't understand because it could be really bad for our personal brands if our podcast is banned in the People's Republic of China. If we don't get access to the Chinese market? Yeah, I mean, they are a big portion of our This seems like like right up the alley of the modern Chinese person. It translates to their culture perfectly. (laughs) Two George Bushes talking about (laughs) Netflix. Um. Uh, yeah, and let's also say that our favorite parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are the scenes that were inserted for Chinese audiences. Those are our favorite parts of yes. all the movies. I also would like to say that, um, well, who are we kidding? Maybe it's better for a brand if we stay, take a big stance against China. Right. You and me. It starts here. Yeah, you and I. 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I don't think anyone should be punished for their political views. Uh-huh. People should have the right to expression. That goes for uh, citizens and journalists alike. No one should be jailed because of something they wrote or something they said. Yeah. Um, That's good coming from me, right? <laughs> yeah, we just need a little more specifics. Uh, South Park got banned, right? Yes. Uh, the N- the NBA, because who spoke out against... Um, Here, I'll pull it up. Her phone. General Manager Daryl Morey of the Houston Rockets for the Hong Kong protests, right? Sparked controversy this week when he tweeted in support of the Hong Kong protesters. Again, Timothy, uh-huh. not enough credit is given to me for understanding what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. That is not a sentence that makes sense to anyone right, from right. my era. Of course. So Daryl Morey. And then okay. he quickly deleted the tweet. And then and apologized. apologized. And then the owner of his team apologized as well. We're mm-hmm. talking a lot about Texas sports this week. The Cowboys, we really the Rockets. Yeah. Can you name a third Texas professional I already sports? did, and I felt bad about it, so... <laughs> uh, one in Texas. Uh, yes, the Texas North Stars. That's them, right? That's their hockey team? <sighs> Texas North Stars. Baseball. Astros. Houston Astros. So, very well. Good job. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, this seems that then... A few days passed before the NBA's commissioner even weighed in on the subject, saying he supported the general manager's right to freedom of expression, which is kind of a milquetoast. That's like the support equivalent of saying, I'm sorry you were offended apology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then China is now threatening to ban. uh, They're canceling games that they're not going to broadcast on their state-sponsored television network, uh, which we, you know, call Fox News here in America. And uh, what up? Up top. Yeah, that's a pretty good that burn. Was, that was a good burn. What? Are you triggered? <laughs> who are you going after? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'll go after anyone who will listen. Um, uh, another thing from the world of video games, uh, this person who was a competitive video gamer uh, wore a mask like the uh, people who were protesting in Hong Kong war. All of his winnings were stripped away by the uh, uh, video game developer Blizzard. Blizzard apologized because they want access to that market. It is really fucked up, Abe. Um, It just goes to show that nothing matters more than making money this day and age, huh? Can I tell you the scariest thing? And now a word from our sponsors, (laughs) the $5 Shave Club. The scariest thing to me is Apple is in this, too, because they removed the Taiwanese flag from the emojis. And that, I think, is the scariest, like, uh, uh... Thing, the scariest of all these activities because that's just saying Taiwan doesn't exist 
Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, when I said that there was no longer institutionalized or state-sponsored slavery, I forgot about China. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're bending the term a little bit here, but... I mean, it wasn't like chattel slavery where they pulled people from another continent. But I know what you mean, because of their um, factories where people have suicide nets on the outside of the building. Yeah, or yeah, like... a 100%. The Xinjiang province in the yeah. West, or Tibet. Yeah. They're just subjugating people. That's not freedom. Um... What happened to Hong Kong? The whole, this, you know, it's supposed to be uh, one country, two systems. Like, they really thought that was going to work? Oh, no. I mean, I think what everyone in, in, you know, a side story, the Brexit nonsense, is people are saying that all the people of Hong Kong should have been given British citizenship when uh, the UK turned over uh, their hold on Hong Kong, and that, that just never happened, or that probably never flew with China. Um so now we're in this situation. So, so maybe don't support financially these institutions. That's yeah. what I would say. I love Blizzard games. I love Blizzard games. I can't buy them now. And we're recording on an Apple computer. Fuck yeah. I well, work on an Apple computer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, but you clean toilets. Well, yeah, but then I go to a communal, like, laptop. Oh, yeah. And then I have to, there's a Excel spreadsheet for each toilet, and I have to write in cleaned <laughs> on each one. And then there's one that's, uh, did you get shot by paintballs today? And then I, you know, I enter that. We have a whole spreadsheet system. Did you sing a song? Got yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know. Hang out with George W. Bush. Just think of the context and don't support those businesses. I, you know, I don't know. This is these are two sides of the same coin. It's like, are we supposed to work with people we fundamentally disagree with and hope? Yeah, like hope they get better through our interactions with them. I know people who had issue with the fact that uh, improvised Shakespeare didn't have women in their cast, but they said, "I'm still going to be a part of the group, but I'm going to work on it from the inside." And you know what? They they do allow women in now. Is this any different? Wait, was this the one you were in? You were improvised? No, I was in improvised uh, Men in Black. We always allowed women in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. But otherwise, it sounds like those groups were pretty much the same. Oh, exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say there's anyone who's trying to split hairs between an improvised adaptation is, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Like improvised Simpsons, improvised Men in Black, improvised Shakespeare, same thing. All all Ah, those things. Improvised Simpsons. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a concept. It's great because it's already comedy, you know? Yeah. Abe, we had a couple bummer topics. You want to do a little more um, to George W. Bush's talking about Netflix? Yeah, let's take it out. We'll do our outros as to George W. Bush's. Sure. Let's do that. So anyway, I guess that's our lesson today is that Abraham Lincoln would say that you are supposed to continue to um, engage with those you disagree with, even if they, um, you know. That's right, Abe. I just want to say that, you know, I know about everything that happened with Kevin Spacey, but Robin Wright had some good some good performances in House of Cards. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we can write off the entire series because of Kevin Spacey's, you know, horrible behavior. I I would agree. I would say that what is important the most about it is that they have moved on. Yeah, and so there too, America can also move on. Hey George, have you seen any of the Wet Hot American Summer uh, like new series? I have. It's you know it's interesting because like. I feel like it's real jokey, and then at the end, it's like, ha-ha, none of it ever mattered. And it's like, okay, I get it. You can get away with a lot of crazy stuff that way. But then it's like it's, it is of no substance then. You know what I'm saying? I uh, agree. Yeah. I do not understand 
why I'm supposed to care. <laughs> I will also say that I have started to try to get into Fleabag. And on on Netflix or Amazon Prime? Is that on Netflix? Uh, no, I've not seen that on Netflix yet. Oh, I suppose it must be on Amazon Prime. Okay, we can we cannot talk about it then. Okay, forgive me. Okay, I appreciate that. Hey, have you watched the Dragon Prince? No, I have not. It's okay. It's pretty good. If it good. is anything like one of my favorite movies, Dragon Heart, I suppose I will like it greatly. Well, we'll watch some of those things for next week. And uh, folks, if you have uh, questions for two George W. Bushes watching Netflix. Or uh, Tim and Abe, uh, email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical, one five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. Or uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Abe, anything else? If even one person tweets that they enjoyed this bit, we will make it a recurring segment. We will do segment. it for the rest of the time we do this podcast. We will not forget about it. Every single time we, we record. I, I would like to say thank you all for listening, and God bless America. We'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln.